This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk. Everybody talk at the same time. Well, what happens if we all chaos. talk at the chaos. same time? Oh my god! Oh, okay, stop, stop. Is that the opening of every show? <laughs> uh, that, it is now. <laughs> Yay! Be, uh, oh, I forgot to put up my gum. Hold oh. on. I got boom. I got. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dirk Monkey. Oh, I'm just gonna swallow it. Ew! What? The, so what? gross. No, it's, well, how is Spit that gross? It out it's gonna be in your stomach paper? for like seven, seven years. years. <laughs> Spit it out, by the way. Perfect title for a Taylor Swift parody. Wow. Spit it out. You still have Spit it. Spit it out. Uh, why, what's gross about swallowing gum? Everything. Oh, God. Uh, what's it even made of? Gum. Gum. Yeah, gum. good answer. Good answer. Hey, uh, welcome uh, new monkey in the room, uh, Brad hooray! Bishop, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Brad's made a very valiant attempt to actually attend uh, a previous <laughs> Snark Monkey podcast. And we and, shut him out. And we That's shunned right. him. That's um, the hazing that I Rob, had to go through. Rob, don't, stop being distracted by the dog. Oh, okay. Oh, let's say hello to Javi. 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 Javi the dog. Okay, was thank that you. you. Was that you or the dog? I'm not telling. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. We actually have a real live actual animal in the room today. Uh, and Javi is here. Hey, y'all. Hey. What I want to tell you. So let's go around there. Brad, as the new monkey in the room, why don't you, uh, off the top of your head, tell us what uh, has been a top of mind for you for in uh, movies or TV or music or anything uh, pop culture that has just kind of hit you and we'll uh, get things rolling. We'll let you kick things off. Oh, wow. Because uh, I have my well, own stuff, obviously. I, I read a, a funny little article today, actually, uh, with the uh, the Marvel superheroes. Oh, boy. Oh, Did you all hear about good, uh, Chris Thank goodness Pratt? we have a representative. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, it's funny because I was actually, it's, I'm not going to do this to Brad uh, on the uh, for his first episode, but I was actually going to, at some future episode, I'm going to challenge everyone in the room to not refer to any superheroes any for at an all. hour and see if we uh, <laughs> But what did you read? No, 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 no it's well, good. No, it was, this is good. This, Chris uh, Pratt. This is a bet that Chris Pratt and Chris Evans have for the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, I love it. Uh, oh, oh, Chris Pratt so, uh, from uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. That's right, yeah. And Chris Gardens. Evans. Guardians. Guardians, yes. Guardians of no, the Galaxy. That's a whole different show. Um, I would watch that. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, got, Chris... you can still have Groot. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Yes. It's nothing but Groot, Pete. That's the spinoff. That's I the... am Pete. <laughs> so it's, a PBS, it's a PBS spinoff. Uh, kind of like okay, um, <laughs> no, but they they did a very uh, superhero style bet. They uh, they got in a Twitter feud. Uh, oh. Apparently, Chris Chris Pratt is a, a very fun feud, not not a real one. Maybe. Chris Pratt is a, a Seahawks fan, and Chris Evans is a Patriots fan. Yay. And uh, they talked some smack to each other for a little bit, and finally, uh, Chris Pratt laid down the the first challenge. He said, "If if the uh, Seahawks win, that Chris Evans has to come to a hospital, a children's hospital in Seattle, dressed as Captain America, waving a Seahawks flag." <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. I like that, and uh, and Evans... kind of awesome because that would be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, I the think... Seahawks part would be difficult for him, but that's it. Totally, you know? right? Uh, and then the the opposite, if if uh, the Patriots win, then Chris Pratt has to go to a children's hospital in Boston, uh, wearing a Tom Brady jersey. Oh, so. and have to fill balls or oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Are we getting right to it? Are we going to get right well, to that? Nice one? man is in the you. house. You well, it's I mean it was it is the dumbest topic ever, uh, except 
for probably people who take football really seriously. But it's uh, it's all anybody can talk about, and yeah. and and it also just makes for the easiest ball jokes <laughs> possible uh, during the week. Blink, blink. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Wink, except, wink. For, except for Gab, who of course is too sweet and innocent to That's even right. think that way. Exactly. Quotation mark balls. Close yeah. Quotation mark. But uh, it. I mean, I guess the first thing that I thought of is is the Patriots have been accused of cheating in the past and have had to pay for it. Uh, it was the taping other. It was taping other they, teams' practices. Was that what was that? They what were was, watching something. Like, yeah. they, weren't they seeing uh, somebody else's practices somehow? Yeah. And yeah, being video, they were videotaped, and they and they got I sanctioned. don't do sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Just, this is does the worst anybody here? Yeah, join the club <laughs> to do that. Is it only you, Larry? Um, do you do sports? I, I to a certain extent, not not on a. I mean, around the playoffs, I'm watching, and I'm um, I'm curious about just watching the NFL has just had a bad past year. <laughs> well, I mean, really, just one. <laughs> <laughs> this year in particular, they've made just bad decision after bad decision, and I guess the question is here: is do, do you care enough about deflated balls that it seems like it's cheating enough? I mean, they're certainly not going to suddenly disqualify the Patriots from playing playing in the Super Bowl because that would be I'm, I'm just waiting for the YouTube videos to come out of like people doing the the like uh, do you have deflated balls yeah. <laughs> if I still worked here I would have already been doing it yeah. oh <laughs> are you saying that you're not inspired at all Rom to do anything regarding this topic oddly enough I wrote a parody song about Mr. Brady's deflated balls did you would you like to play the music I'd like to bring the room down if I may and sing a little song about flat balls. Mission accomplished. The Colts, they played. It was in vain. The Pats, they are flying high. But the pigskins used in that win, they had a flaccid PC, PSI. <laughs> On the ground, they laid firm. They were not made. Someone broke all the rules. Did Tom Brady lie? Here comes. He played with his deflated balls. Or did the cold air shrink them small? Why anybody cares at all? That's what really fixes me. Yes, it fixes me. There's really, there's people dying in the world and we're talking about flat balls. All right, all right then. And I'm very annoyed that I said CSI instead of PSI. Uh, well, just again, not big sports folks in here, I guess. <laughs> so many no. times I practice no. this at home. Oh, once. I, no, it's a, it's a one take show. It's a one take show. <laughs> totally. We'll fix this in post. We'll redo Obviously. it later. The the difficult part of that whole thing there wasn't uh, at all the CSI versus PSI or any of the uh, horrific puns. <laughs> But the vision of you on the wrecking ball, naked, <laughs> swinging back and forth. Well, it would be a deflated football that I'd be swinging on. Flying through the air into <laughs> a... Oh, that's exactly. Patriots. Exactly. Wow, you got the whole vision and everything for it. You are brilliant. He, he paints a picture. With I do. Indeed. <laughs> with his parody. With words and music. <laughs> Um, uh, Rob the Iceman Eisenberg is here. Yes, hey. I am back. And uh, what you said you specifically wanted to talk about a movie that you saw that uh, the rest of the world is kind of starting to pick up on because the buzz is getting bigger and better on it, and it's getting some award. And Michael Keaton has been winning awards. We're talking about Birdman, right? Yay! Hey. Yep, finally saw the Birdman over the weekend. Have we all seen it in the room now? Yes. yes. Okay. And where? Uh, how does it rank for you, Mr. Eisenberg? Well, I will say this. Uh, if you have heard man, I really liked Birdman. The ending was a bit absurd, man. Man. And it kind of left me perturbed, man. But it was a great movie. Right into a scat. And here's why Keaton's going to win. I thought we were like oh, in some sort of go. beatnik situation. That's there. what you get for Here's that. why uh, Keaton's going to win. Yeah? Because he was awesome. He's Keaton. Well, yes, because he's, he's Keaton, yes. Uh, and also because, uh, number one, compared to uh, the other performances, most of which I've seen, this is his is just a gonzo, go for broke, leaving nothing on the f table, just, just out there performance that I think blows every other thing away. 
Two, it's the big comeback role that the Academy loves to reward. Sure, sure, sure. And three, the two screwed up British actors who play, you know, a guy in a wheelchair and then a guy with kind of Asperger-y stuff, they will cancel out the sympathy vote, leaving Michael Keaton to win to be the third so, Keaton so it to wasn't win really Oscar. praise that you were going for here it was oh, more no, of a oh I'm praising Michael Keaton he, he was absolutely amazing in this movie I okay. wouldn't have a problem with him winning every I wouldn't acting either. Oscar yeah. I, I do I would make a case for Eddie Redmayne because I, I was pretty blown away by by his performance as Hawking I, I, I think it goes beyond just the affected handicap sort of performance that we've seen i think yeah you talked about this a little bit last week yeah i think he embodied hawking in that in a way that i i was really surprised by but i also think of a piece birdman is such a better movie than that and i Mm. think keaton does have a really complex role in this i've I've seen birdman twice now and there's that one for me i i'm trying not to do any spoiler alert stuff but there's but (laughs) but there's one segment where he's He's acting that he's acting. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yes. And mm-hmm. I forget every time that I'm watching an act, you know, that I'm watching him play an it, actor who's acting. It, because it, it is the, awesome yeah, it when is. he it, switches. It hit me the second time. Back to the time. Ca- character. You yeah. know what I mean? Like from the character playing something to yeah. the character being the character. Especially like when you see him, the, the him and Ed Norton scenes. Mm-hmm. Like when they're just rehearsing. That very first like, one, they rehearse together. Yeah. Yeah. I, Frickin', that's when I bought in. I was like, I don't care what happens the rest of this movie. And their, I love this movie. Their faces are so close to each yeah. other, yeah. and they're just talking right into each other's faces. And the the ending, I wish, was a tiny bit more kind of concrete. They they kind I of agree with left that. it yeah. up to your imagination. I, I was okay with that. I I and again the second time knowing it was coming and having seen everything before it, I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah, because there is an element of hallucination through the whole thing yeah and i don't again i don't and you, know you still anything. you can't really decide well you can't the viewer gets to decide sure, what right. how sure. much of it is truly hallucination and how much of it is i, I didn't have so something much else a, a problem with with his ending as the rest of the characters were just kind of i felt like they just dropped off that's mm-hmm. true like, yeah I, I was i did kind of want to see edward norton again and and again but on not the, naked no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, that also on second viewing, I I realized how much I do like Edward Norton in stuff when he is really really good, and yeah. I thought I, I I wish he was getting more attention out of this one. Hmm. But to your point, Gab, yeah, I, yeah. the thing that I did notice that um, uh, can somebody remind me of Keaton's character uh, besides uh, R- Birdman? Riggin, uh, Riggin. Riggin, yeah, Riggin Thompson. He, he uh, one of the, the brilliant things about Keaton's performance in this, and it is subtle enough mm-hmm. that Riggin, as a stage actor, is not that great. No, he's he, not very and, good. And yeah, he, he hasn't settled in anyway. Yeah, and he's and you see him still. He's very much obviously he's struggling with the play he's doing, but then once the play gets started, he gets a little better mm-hmm. subtly. Yep. And then of course there's the big change where things, you know, take a big turn. But 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 the performer, the the character trying to do the play is not excellent. Yeah. He's good. He's not excellent. Yeah. And that's a shading that I do have to give him a ton of credit for. Yeah. And also just the the filmmaking in that thing just is, so is, cool. is ridiculous. I, I don't yeah. normally pay attention to the technical stuff. I've got enough director friends who do that. <laughs> but there was a scene the the two uh, actresses uh, were in a scene together in their in the green room, in the dressing right, room. Right. And there's a mirror there. And at first, I'm looking at it, and I think, oh, wow, they got the angle just right to hide the camera in this scene. And then the camera moves. And the camera pans <laughs> to the side to where you can basically just see the whole room. And I was just amazed, I to the point where it was almost distracting. Like, <laughs> why is there no camera in the shot? <laughs> right. Right. But, why is this I mean, so good? It, it was, yeah, it was done so well, and their performances brought me right back, so it didn't. Didn't yeah, take away too I, much. I, uh, I, it's a, it's a pretty remarkable piece of filmmaking. I, I, I have even the second viewing really did it for me. I have to say, um, uh, what's your name there? Gab Gabrielle Thomas, <laughs> the Gabster. Ouch. Yo Gabba Gabba. Yo Gabba Gabba. How Forgettable, but <laughs> what's, uh, what's on your mind? What you doing? Uh, you mentioned been... to me something as we yeah, just walked in. Yeah, I've been, uh, oh well, I've been kind of binge watching. That's been my week. That's the important stuff. Uh, so I'm watching season two of The Fall. Yeah, and uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a British series. British series. Gillian Anderson. Uh, Jamie Dornan, whose uh-huh. name you maybe you don't know, but next month you all will, because he's in 
Fifty Shades of Grey. He's Christian Grey. Right. I mean, he's going to be fucking everywhere. Well, no, he is a fucking he everywhere. Is everywhere. His jawline they... is fucking all over no, every the, poster the, everywhere. The, the bus boards are right outside here on Ventura on Sepulveda Boulevard. There you you, go. you know his pecs. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> and their tagline is um, is that little double entendre thing. Uh, it's I think it's just one word. Curious. Hmm. That's, that's it. it. Anyway, well, um, that's that's for Altoids, isn't it? No, no, no. So that's curiously strong. Oh. Yes, you were so close. I thought they were well, doing so a sequel star, to Curious George. I mean, oh yes, right. but yes. he's naked the whole right. time. Yes, the he's man smoking the a joint. Hat. You don't, big turn. You don't <laughs> want to know where he's wearing the yellow hat. Don't leave. George gets into into Daddy's medicine, right. <laughs> quote unquote medicine. But the fall. But the fall. So I'm watching season two. It's on Netflix, by the way. It's not just a, a BBC show. It is a BBC show, but it's on Netflix. Like very. Uh, They're about to lose their BBC stuff, right? Uh, I think at the end of this month. They yeah. may. They may. Oh, that would suck. That would yeah. suck. Everybody's well, upset about Doctor Who. Oh. oh. Yeah, Netflix more and more These is letting, all problems. Is letting stuff go because they're funneling most of their money into a really expensive original programming. Mm. So they, they've lost. There are a lot of movie catalogs they no longer have. And it sounds to me like they're just they're letting deals expire with yeah. with other entities. I think well, that is unfortunate. So yeah, they'll get it worked out for the end. Because it's a it's a great show. It's real. It's uh, if you don't know what it is, it's a thriller. Um, but you're following not only the detective trying to catch the bad guy, but the bad guy himself. And they're both really fascinating, complex characters. The acting is great. And from season one, um, the thing that that was interesting about it is that because my wife and I watched this together, and I remember we said, I feel like. We're seeing exactly the way these things, as opposed to a CSI or mm. something you would see on network TV. Right, where they over-explain every detail. Yeah, I feel like we are seeing the procedures of the police exactly as they should be, which is rare. And you're seeing also the mindset of the criminal ex- which is in, 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 really in, fascinating in very mundane trivial ways yeah. as they lead up to something horrific yeah and that's there's what's... no finger you know there's no uh there's no like delight in in planning things it's like there's no part pun of his... about the death like removing the shades <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly like someone i can just in. yeah <laughs> i can just imagine jillian anderson with her british accent <laughs> I, she couldn't even i couldn't even and she's kind of unlikable too yeah she's just a bitch Bitch. I don't believe it. I don't it. think she's a bitch. Oh, she's I, a bitch. I think if she was a guy, she would be a hard-nosed oh, detective. Oh, stop it. Don't do that Come crap. on. That's absolutely true. She treats people shitty. No, she she's doesn't. She's sleeping around. No, she she had a one-night stand with some dude she didn't know was married or didn't care was married. And Yeah. And she's yeah, a, details. She's a, she's a cold-hearted snake. She's not a cold-hearted snake. snake. No. Well, how many... Uh, um, to, to her credit, how many male policemen have slept around and been kind of a dick to everybody <laughs> oh, there's well, a new of, uh, all yeah of all of them yeah. thank you thank you there you there we go Murta! i was actually i did finish up the wire and i was surprised at dominic west's character which um all through the it, there are five seasons of the wire right and in season four Huh? No, I was just, I, spoiler alert, I'm yeah, taking no, off my headphones. No. There are five seasons of The Wire. <laughs> and this is not a big spoiler. Dominic West is in all of them, but in season four, he's he's barely in it. Uh-huh. It's like he was off shooting, well, the probably The Hour or something in Britain. <laughs> so he's barely in it. But the only times you do see him, he's in, he's, he, early on, he was screwing around on his wife, drinking a lot, staying out all night, uh, doing things terribly wrong like he was doing on the hour season four he's he's hang, he's domestic in domestic bliss with meg ryan's character oh. and her kids and he's not drinking anymore and all the other cops make fun of him but we barely season see him and in the beginning of season five he is totally off the wagon <laughs> and, he, and it's just like it's they brilliant don't, they don't explain it they yeah. don't do anything and and but he is that guy and he does he does the biggest dumbest thing in season five that puts his whole career in jeopardy and and he's fucking around the whole time and he is that guy, and 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 except you're right, he is kind of lovable and yeah. <laughs> like, Everybody, oh, you wouldn't call him a bitch because oh, he's kind of fun. Oh, McNulty, you're Irish and adorable. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And right. the other thing that I've been doing, which we'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk about a little later, is uh, it's Amazon pilot season. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. So they do that, don't yeah. they? Yeah. So there are a whole bunch of Amazon shows it's like you vote right for now. The one you like. Yeah, something? and apparently they only wanted one show to get made because basically it's all fucking terrible. 
except for one show. They were pretty bad last time too. Were and, they? Yeah, I think so. And the only one that what was it wasn't is that when what Beta House came out of Alpha House and Alpha Transparent. House, Beta must House. <laughs> That's next season. <laughs> was Transparent in that in yeah. that program? Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who's anybody? Who's watching Transparent? I already I, saw it. I, I mean, I saw the first season. Yeah, uh, I got it in the no, queue. I, I just can't. I just and that's the one with uh, Jeffrey Tambor as the oh, transgender. Yeah. Yeah. He just wanted a, a Golden Globe. He is wonderful. I keep seeing he is ads really on, wonderful. Like, Barnes and Noble for it. <laughs> I don't know reason. what's ha- to watch it on your pulling, nook. Pulling the trigger on that. I don't know why I'm not. Well, get, uh, I believe to, as of today, f- even for non-prime customers, it is free to watch all ten episodes. Oh well, I am prime. So, so that's well, no problem you know, it's to people who are listening. They might, you know, maybe. <laughs> Um, I'm expecting my check in the mail from Amazon. Order furniture and stuff. Yeah. Books, actually. Yeah, books. That was books. Oh, remember books. Anybody Uh, remember books? books. Anybody read a book lately? Actually, I'm reading Martin Short's uh, book. I just Uh, finished it. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. It's actually kind of great for showbiz reminiscences and stuff. It's it's excellent. Um, It's very sad. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I, it's uplifting. I just read uh, spoiler alert. Steve, no. Steve Gutenberg's autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was one of those. No, I saw Brad. I, Brad I saw it existed, and I had. To we buy are it. not in an improv. <laughs> All right. It's called the Gutenberg Bible. Oh, no, no, yes, it is. It's fascinating. Really. He is both the most naive man in Hollywood and the most aggressive man in Hollywood. Oh. He's, yeah, what like, Larry's... He just, he just shows what? up to stuff, and he's just like, okay, I'll just walk in here and chat with somebody, and boom, he's got a gig. Suddenly, he's he's in diner, you know? But he's he also just, like, walks around like, like he can't get hurt. He doesn't see the danger around him. And because of that, it's like... He's like uh, uh, the the Peter Sellers character in Being, being There. Being normal. Being there. <laughs> being yeah, there. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, the right. Chauncey Gardner character. Just kind of He's just like oblivious to everything and nothing stuff. will hurt him. That's And that's why it's just so fascinating. Has, I think I have to read that now. I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> 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 yeah. I recommend it. I, I want to be like best friends with him. He seems like a guy I could hang out with. Wow. Isn't, isn't it uh, in Party Down, isn't it Steve Gutenberg's house that they end up at? Oh, I don't remember. I feel like there's an episode where they're at Steve Gutenberg's house for some reason, and like none of, his party gets pa- canceled, so they all hang out. Uh, hmm. no. or, or I'm on crack, and I have no, no. idea what I'm it talking about. That sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> you know what would be great about being friends with Steve Gutenberg? Because you could literally turn down somebody's request to, to go out and say, you know, I'd really like to, Larry, but I'm having sushi with the goot. <laughs> sushi with the goot. There'd be nothing... Better than that. No, if we can't if we can't get a Kickstarter going to create that series, <laughs> sushi, sushi with, with the, the goot. goot. I don't know what we can <laughs> well, do. Well, now you know the title of today's uh, podcast. This is kind of a topic I try and, <laughs> and get brought up every once in a while, and I think this is the one. The, who's the next actor that Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> you know, oh, wow. brings back oh, to recreate like the question. way yeah. he's, like the way Travolta was completely. Rejuvenated after Pulp the, Fiction, yeah. and Gutenberg is a prime candidate. And he I tried think. it with David Carradine and yeah. Kill Bill, and yeah. oh, got, totally. Yeah, Carradine got a little tied up though. So yeah, he just really a bit. Do another role. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, oh wow. you know who I would like to see? I, I listened to a podcast uh, with. Um, Pete Holmes interviewed Dana Carvey mm. for like two hours, and I was shocked to hear how super insightful and intelligent and reflecting and thoughtful Dana Carvey was about a lot of things. And also in between, you know, doing his Bush impression, you know, we would yeah. get very silly because he realized he was being too serious and then he would just kind of be stupid again. But he's incredibly smart. And I don't know that I've ever get him, given him credit for that. Mm. And I also just started to get this feeling I would be really interested in seeing him in a dramatic role, just because hmm. I Carvey. think he can act. Yeah, I think he could do it. Hmm. Um, if you it, could corral him into it, yeah, yeah. If he I could, so. if he I could be he serious could. for long enough. Yeah. And the reason I think that is because I heard him talk in long stretches of time about some very specific things that were very smart. That well, that, that's that the were, campaign. That Travolta pers- Carvey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I kind of discovered that about um, Martin Short too, who you would think. You would have trouble 
kind of you know Wrangling. tying down. Yeah. But he was in a, a season of damages for one he's where he an, was a bad guy. He's an inherent vice, isn't he? He is an inherent vice, and you kind of notice it there too, even though it's a slightly comic role. Right. He has these moments of intensity that you normally wouldn't see in him, and he ha- he has the ability to do it too. I, you know, they say supposedly that if you can do comedy, you can do anything, and I think to a certain extent that's probably true with really good comic actors. They can dial it down. Uh, I mean, Robin Williams certainly did it. I mm-hmm. think he probably had. He was one of the guys that you were always having trouble containing, and he fi- yeah. finally kind of found that place. Well, I think the directors just had to know, like he was, from what I understand, from what I've heard, like he was serious about the craft. You know, he, yeah, he wanted to act. But he also wanted to play in between. Yeah, you know, yeah. he would get the job well, done and then. Have and some his fun. energy. I mean, that was not an act. I mean, sure, it was coke for for many years. But <laughs> yeah, I, no, I interviewed him for something, and he was just very like he was just up there. His yeah. his energy, his thought processes, his, he his just never everything stopped. was just yeah. That that wasn't an act. Dana Carvey actually tells a pretty great story in this podcast about how um, he had never thought about doing stand up, and but he had always kind of been kind of funny around his friends and stuff and he ran track he was actually a pretty good athlete as a as a kid and he would on the long you know stretches of like marathon runs or whatever he was doing um he would just kind of have these jokes he would make up and have ready for his friends or whatever and they went over to he was living in the bay area he, they went over to berkeley one night to some open mic because they had never seen live comedy before and there were just a bunch of guys going up and they were all bad mm-hmm. and dana carvey sat there going you know what I could be as bad as these guys. And he started, <laughs> and, he started and he took out a napkin and he started writing shit down, all Did these thoughts up? that is in his head. Well, then a guy went up and was fucking amazing. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh shit. I, I, they're not all, and and then he started thinking oh no are they all actually like this well it turned out it was Robin Williams uh, Robin Williams at an open mic night wow Kate Carvey well, did end they, up so they test their material out. yeah Carvey did end up going up but he did say that even even then Robin Williams was not ever a traditional stand-up comic he mm-hmm. was doing exactly what he ended up doing stream of consciousness enough playing off of who the few people who are in the audience that he's just you know all over the stage and everything well you can see the influence he had like there was actually an snl sketch where dana carvey played his son oh yeah i have a vague memory and he was, of that. it's like robin williams is an old man that he, he was hosting robin williams is an old man and his son comes in and he's trying to be he's dressed up as mork and he's trying to be just like him and he's doing a <laughs> robin williams and he's like oh hello oh. <laughs> And and at the that very was end, good, he, by like, the way, Brad, yeah. that's not bad. Thank you. Um, oh, I need to YouTube that. I yeah, need it's, to see oh, it. it's a great sketch. And then, like at the very end, he, he's like, "I'm, I'm going to make you proud, Dad. I'm, I'm going to really do it." And he, he walks out. <laughs> and uh, and Ron Williams just turns to the camera and goes, "I didn't have the heart to tell him he was adopted." <laughs> oh, nice. That's funny. That's very funny. There's a great Robin Williams story in the Martin Short book too. I don't know if you got to it yet. No. Okay, then I won't ruin it. But, no. but <laughs> it, it addresses what you were just kind of talking about. His his manic side and then the the dark side and and uh so yeah you you'll get to it it's, yeah. it's a really great story um can i can i nominate somebody for the tarantino for the tarantino yeah. uh yeah, rejuvenation the tarantino. Of no i like so, it as just the tarantino the, tar- yeah. the tarantino <laughs> yeah so uh so we're talking about gutenberg i, I nominate ted danson Mm, but he's still working. Is he? Is he? Is he? Oh, yeah. I didn't know he was yeah, on that. On is he CSI. still on there? I think so. I keep losing yeah. track of who they keep oh. plugging in that yeah, thing. Yeah, I think he's, yeah. he's been on for a few. I, think I, he's I stopped on. watching CSI years ago. Because oh, it was Larry Fishburne for a while, right? He was on yeah. there. Oh, yeah, you're right. But, <laughs> no, it's Ted Dancing. Yeah, he's, Ted Dancing is working. No, I'm sorry. I was just thinking back to Gulliver's Travels. Yes. You remember that NBC? I remember miniseries. but I couldn't stop watching. Well, let's go back to something about Amelia where he played the pedophile father. Remember that one? Oh, no. Oh, no. TV movie of the week on ABC. Thank you very wow. much. Wow. Yes, Roxana Zal from his daughter. <laughs> My Lord, you know, there, make more room in your head for important stuff. <laughs> Indeed. What's wrong with okay, you? Okay, so not Ted Danson. Uh, who else? Who else would be good? George, well, George Wentz, you don't see him much anymore. No, I nominate George, uh, no, Dana Carvey to be, to like be in Carvey. a dramatic role. I think role. Dana Carvey yeah, is good. excellent. 
you know, he still works. He still plays in the casinos Dan- and stuff, but, yeah. he, but he doesn't he really. He still tours. He doesn't do the, the, the A work, the A-list work. We, oh, oh it, it reminds me of what the guy did. I hated the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling, but Albert Brooks in that yes. was intense and yes. scary Fuck. and oh, uh, against good. type. Yeah, he's always good. And that was one of those that was like, oh, that's great casting. And he like totally nailed it. It's like the one other person I could see in the Birdman role is... Albert Brooks. Oh. I could see him doing that. Hmm. Something like that. Yeah, you're right. I would love um, to see uh, yeah. that. Um, Richard Grieco? Here's the thing that's on mm-hmm. my mind, and I don't know if anybody else has been watching it. Um, uh, Parks and Rec is a show I I've, have great affection for, and I'm sad it's in its final season. I don't know who's watching it. Um, it is in its final season. They started the season, they promoted it heavily as it takes place in the future um, in 2017. It's two years away. But they do these, so all the characters... It's char- like Leprechaun in space. Yeah, so all the characters have leapt forward a little bit, and the hairstyle is a little different, and everybody's in different roles, and there's also this um, Nick Offerman's character and Amy Poehler's character. And they all have hoverboards, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> they should. Not exactly, but they ha- but they are throwing in these little touches, like they will be looking at these kind of like, almost like the... Um, uh, the Tom Cruise movie, the uh, Minority, Minority Report, Minority Report yeah. like except there's there are little portable versions of that where they're just kind of scrolling through these little screens that are on like tiny clear clipboards, yeah, like holographic uh, almost. Yeah, they're just slightly. Yeah, it's so they throw in these dumb touches like that. But the show itself has gone off the rails in the most glorious way. I mean, I can't even describe it. And if you guys haven't been watching Parks and Rec, I don't know how to. It's they have taken every joke and every character they've ever had in the show and they're starting to kind of show up but they're kind of pulling it off i mean it's insane what they're doing and the jokes are just even bigger and faster and and um i think they're just and and also it has a little bit of arrested development kind of they're dropping easter eggs that apparently we're not going to understand because i was saying nick offerman and amy poehler's character who have worked together and and been close through the entire season start this season at odds with each other and they Mm -hmm. keep referencing this um i forget what it's called now but they keep referencing this this the blah blah incident and they have not explained (laughs) that at all (laughs) so i assume we'll get to know what that is they'll flashback like the kind of thing they flash back to to 2015 yeah exactly (laughs) never talk about it um yeah but i i I, if you guys ever feel like going back and binge watching a comedy parks and rec develops so nicely and so beautifully it was chris pratt that made you made me think of that because chris pratt started out as a very peripheral maybe recurring character that has turned into one of the most ridiculous he's like the uh, the woody from cheers in this <laughs> series he is just such a dumb shit but but in the <laughs> most lovable beautiful way yeah well he is store lord yeah i got to yes, i got is. to be a background extra for parks and rec uh, a couple seasons ago. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, there was an episode. Were you in like a community meeting? Yes. Because <laughs> I know exactly I've auditioned for four of those, actually. Oh. It was, well, it was just like central casting, you know. Oh, okay. And uh, it was it was the community meeting. It was like uh, when she was running for, uh, no, when she was, when they were talking about uh, impeaching her. Yeah. And uh, she had a whole day where she was just like, air your grievances. And everybody gets up in the town hall meeting and starts complaining. And, and they bring back a lot of characters from before. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just there. I, right. st- I get up and stand up in line. But it was a fun day. Like you could tell they they were having fun and enjoying it. And I've heard that's a great show to be on. I yeah. actually had an audition that um, I really wish I uh, there was a episode where there was an owner who was having to sell his Steven Spielberg themed his Jurassic Park themed restaurant. Um, and I remember just a couple of the lines because they asked him why was he going out of business. I thought, you know, every time we come here, it's packed. And he says, no, it wasn't this restaurant. It was the other Spielberg-themed restaurant downtown, Schindler's Lunch, <laughs> which oh is just God. such a dumb joke. But the, but the final line is, you know, because they're looking for a new restaurant for Tom, Aziz Nari's character, and he's he wants to start a bistro. And he says, I, I guess this could work. We'd have to take tear down that T-Rex. And I say, oh, no, that's a, that's a load-bearing T-Rex. It's <laughs> 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 a great line. Um, anyway, so Parks and Rec is right now kind of my new mild obsession. I can't wait to see what they do. And I watched an episode of Modern Family in the last couple of weeks that I have to say is one of the worst episodes oh, of TV. Which I have, one? Because uh, we watch it every week. Which one? I, um, 
Shoot. Um, is it oh, the it's one the... where Julie Bowen gets upset about something that isn't really happening and Ty Burrell says something stupid, but he means something else? <laughs> yeah, it was that one. No, it was the episode with the ca- almost car accident, I guess. And yes, they kept showing it from different angles over and over and over It again. was like everything was off because that show can be perfect with the timing and the jokes and the callbacks and the whatevers. And I'm going, what the hell? Is this finished yet? Is it? It was really strange everybody was off in this entire episode I, I remember in the first season there were they would do that sometimes where it's like this episode's really good this episode's meh yeah, yeah I, feel, I feel like that's why i stopped sort of watching every episode is yeah. because there was too many of the sort of very off episodes that just weren't worth uh, yeah. they weren't worth it I'm a, I'm a big fan of the head writer that like i've started following him on twitter danny zucker Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's very funny. Horrible to his children, but he's hilarious. <laughs> he's hilarious. <laughs> what in what way? What he just always talks about them, like just making fun of them on Twitter, <laughs> and calling them out for being dumb, and he's just like nice. Those are yeah. He's the, like all right, the girls I, I on would the show never are based choose on a favorite, right? but if I, you know. <laughs> so what? What? What did we just say down in the lobby that we were going to talk about that we just said? I we wasn't were... in the lobby. What, the Billy Crystal thing? Was it the Billy Crystal thing? There was something else, what? though, right? Uh, I wasn't there. Uh, no, you weren't there. We were talking about Birdman. We were talking about flat balls. Um, we were Damn talking it. about Birdman's flat balls. <laughs> um, you know, a show I'm taping, which I'm interested in, is Backstrom. The That's what I wanted to talk uh, the about. The asshole detective. Oh, the... I, I totally just pulled that out of the <laughs> who air. Probably who probably with asleep women. with it at least. Well, yeah. Well, it's... it's Even though he's a dick. Rain Wilson. It's premiering tonight, so unfortunately taping. we don't have uh, the ability to talk about it. I'm a little concerned about it just because it looks like they're trying to create a character that... There, it, it's like this combination of Columbo and, I mean, he's got a cigar and he's got a, not a trench coat, but yeah. like a raincoat. If Sherlock it, and Columbo weren't yeah. weren't likable at all. And he's all. got a shitty attitude. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I want it to do well, but it does seem like it I follows don't. a cliche of that type of yeah. show. It's like, I'm kind of tired of having the savant, the monk character who can solve anything because he notices... <laughs> little details. Yeah, and, it's a particle yeah. of dust in the car. Yeah, so this guy's going to be the pissed off version of Monk. I think that's that's basically yeah. what it is. He rubs everybody the wrong way, but he still solves the crime. And that's what they've done with Sherlock in, in elementary, I guess, too, is that it... it, it that that's just his deal. I barely watched an episode. No, I only watched a couple of them. No, I never watched... I did, I did watch the BBC Sherlock. Yeah, that's oh, it's great. Yeah. Yes. You have to be, yeah. You would not be allowed in this oh, room sorry. if you ever watched that. <laughs> Even Javi over there is going, me too. See, yeah. exactly. Exactly. What? Oh, Rob, you are Rob. dismissed. And farewell, sir. No, and I have other things on my mind. We'll no, be, we'll no, be that editing is... your, to catch up on. We'll and... be editing your song out of this episode. <laughs> Good, because I screwed it up and I'd like to do it again. All right. No, but like that, that, that right there is the, it so rarely happens where you're like, oh, I'm so excited. Go home and watch it. Like, yeah. I am so excited for you. It's so good. <laughs> Okay, I know Martin Freeman's in it, and I uh, like yeah. him. And Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. yes, he's very. What? No, that's what? you said that wrong. I think. Yeah, oh. that's wrong. H.R. Puffinstuff is in it. I think. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take a look at the box office right now because it's it's we're talking so much about uh, award nominee movies that you forget that they're actually kind of trying to open new movies still. And speaking of that, if I could just interject. Uh-oh, here we go. Uh, I mean, really, do we have to give a Best Picture nomination to a movie about Marge Simpson's sister? I don't get that at all. Oh, wow. What is the story that's so important about Selma that they, you know, why don't they make a sequel called Patty? I don't know. Thank you, Hollywood. I'm just sitting here. Yeah, me too. Just, <laughs> just letting them finish. Just letting it in naturally. Is it about something else? <laughs> I, I haven't seen it. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can't speak to it until we see it. Oh, I understand. Has anybody seen Zelma, by the way? I want to. Yeah, but I, I do too. I haven't had a chance. Oh, boy. I, we should be ashamed of ourselves. Right. <laughs> Four I white am. people sitting here I not am. having well, seen Zelma. Movies that don't get a lot of nominations, I tend to agree. Oh, I see. Here's what's opening this weekend. Um, Oops. Ugh, the boy next door with J Lo and some. <gasps> Finally! Dude. Oh God! 
Uh, Mordecai with Johnny Depp. Do we have any take on that at all? No. no. It's, it's his Clouseau, right? This is his. Is, that is what it? it is? I don't know if he's a secret agent. He's an art thief. He's a. He's a. He's a. It's so. I think he's confusing. supposed to be a detective. He might be, but he looks like an old English comic from the '60s called Terry Thomas. And I <laughs> yeah. guarantee you, it, this was the conversation Johnny Depp to. Studio executive, I want to do a movie where I have a funny accent and I wear some sort of stupid mustache. Okay, Johnny, how's 40 million? Cash? No problem. We'll start filming next week. And that's basically, I think, the whole thing with Johnny Depp. When's the last time he made a really good movie? No, and he was a guy who was finding, making really good movies. Finding Neverland, Did, any, did anyone see, uh, what's the music, uh, Into the Woods? No. He's in that. Right. Right now, and it's not gotten a lot of you know, reviews yet. Obviously, it hasn't officially opened. They're probably holding it back. Right now, it has a 13% uh, fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. This is the problem. I just, there's nothing worth seeing right now. I want to, I do want to see. Um, well, let's get some catch up on like. Yeah. Because they're bringing back all the Oscar nominated movies. That's true. So. They're yeah. opening them wider. But even right th- this weekend, the big, <laughs> the big. Um, Wide openings, Mordecai, The Boy Next Door, and George Lucas presents Strange Magic. What Some is that? Freak- it's an animated movie from the mind Freaky of George Lucas. animated Lucas. Oh, thing. from the mind of George Lucas, yeah. because he's always putting out good stuff. <laughs> yes. So what, do you have something spicy late at night and had a nightmare, and now it's a script? The two, um, the I, two, the two ads I'm seeing the most are from from the makers of the Matrix trilogy, uh, Jupiter Ascending, oh, yeah. Yeah. with Mila Which, Kunis, and Chadwick uh, Tatum. See, like it got pushed back, and it it didn't go through a very friendly round of yeah. like post production mm. and. So, and we're going to get yeah. a lot of Fifty Shades of Grey attention, so yeah. that's that's another one. And, but I, and nobody's going to like it. No, it's I was gonna... just going to say, go, the go, just harkening back to what I was saying earlier, like, so uh, this Dornan fella can, in fact, act and is attractive. Yeah. So he's made, even if it's a piece of shit. I yeah. mean, like, he's the, that's a name that that is going to go somewhere. Well, people are going to go see it. Of course I, they are. Just, nobody's going to like it's it. No. Valentine's Day, right? It's going to be terrible. It's going to disappoint the fans because they're all insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, it's... It... it says something that maybe out of all the new releases that I'm glancing ahead to, the one I'm most interested actually in going to is the SpongeBob movie. <laughs> <laughs> Only oh, because man. they come out of animation into like live action 3D and it looks really stupid and fun. And maybe, and because I do have to admit, I I I had fun in the first one. I'm kind of curious to see Yay. if Hot Tub Time Machine Two uh, turns into no something. John Cusack, I'm curious. No John Cusack. No John Cusack. Oh well, that's that's gonna be so disappointing. Uh, I, I hope then, they bring it. back William Zatka. He was. Oh yeah, Billy. Is he what? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I wonder if Chevy Chase will be back. Because Chevy Chase was the hot tub time oh, machine mechanic repairman, I believe. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying: movies suck right now. I mean, movies just well, suck right well, now. It's January, it's this is... but TV season. is good. Uh, TV right? is good. Yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm better yeah. than it used to be. I, am I just turning into a grumpy old man? Is there anything worth looking at and looking forward to and seeing right now? By the way, how much do we love the convoluted auditions on American Idol now, if anybody's watching, because they're back to oh, tell us, tell the us. auditions now? So suddenly now it's um, before they give the yes votes or the no votes, Harry or one of the, they'll say to the contestant, hey, do you have a phone on you? I have one in my boot. Why? Why don't we call someone and we'll vote while you're while you're on the phone, seriously? Yeah, and oh, what a great idea! And like disappoint them. Hi, honey. They're about to vote and see if I'm going to be on the show. Yeah, it's a yes for me. Yeah, it's a yes for me. Yeah, it's a yes for me. It's so well convoluted. It's it's hard. I hate it. I hate it. They're just trying to find some new angle. I know because the voice is so much better as a as a as a as a talent show. I think. Well, so you know how I was talking about Amazon pilot season. Yeah. <laughs> No, you were looking for something to watch. I'm just looking at. I'm looking at some of the newer shows. I, Go, uh, uh, Agent Carter's not catching me. I don't. I'm not I'm gonna, into that. Yeah, I'm going to keep giving it a chance. Really? I, I, I didn't hate the first couple episodes, mm. and it's the same thing with Agents of Shield. I was like, let it build. 
give it a And it was time. terrible. I don't have time for and building, it didn't work. Brad. No <laughs> well, time for well, building. I'll tell you what you can watch. I did a binge uh, watching session over the holidays. and uh, uh, So I love animation. Absolutely love animation. Okay. And on Netflix, they've got a show called BoJack Horseman. Mm. Will Arnett. Yes. That huh. is not the first time I've heard that. I'm trying to remember who it's else recommended it. It's fantastic. All right. It, it takes, like, the first episode was just like, this is weird. I don't know about this. <laughs> and then by the end of it, I was like, I love this. This is fantastic. And it's it's, it's uh, Will Arnett, Paul F. Tompkins, Allison Brie. Um, oh, wow. Aaron Paul. Yeah, Aaron Paul. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Amy Sedaris. Patton Oswalt and J.K. Simmons are recurring characters in it. Wow. So no one we've ever heard of. Right. No. <laughs> but it, it's a it's a very weird style because it's everybody's human except some people have animal heads. <laughs> so Will Arnett's character is Bojack Horseman. He's got a, the body of a human but the head of a horse. And he's... Okay. I, I, yeah, let me let me get through. I have to say I have to say I'm in. I am <laughs> and you no, don't even better. need to sell it any, anymore. No, you're gonna love this even more, I promise. He had a hit show in the nineties, a hit sitcom called Horsin' Around. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> and now he's living off of like the residuals of that and wanting to be more relevant. And it's just like his story. It's like a, a washed up actor uh, who still has he's still kind of rich and still can like live in a nice house and everything, but it, it's it's very like it's got some pathos to it. Like there's some dark moments in it, but it's hilarious. It's really funny. And who's who's doing this? Is I mean, is there a name behind it creatively? Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah, it's, it's somebody who has maybe like one other show to his name, I think, uh -huh. or one or two. All right, I'm trying that out. I but can't I, believe I, I loved it. I, uh, and I I watched it. They had a Christmas episode that came out afterwards. It was but so it's so interesting. But that's the kind of stuff that people just have to find because mm. where does that get promoted? Who's how did you even yeah, find out about? It. There was a couple of billboards they had really when it when it first came out on on Netflix. They were promoting it, um, so but I didn't watch it until the the holidays when I had time. It was created so. by Raphael Bob Waxberg. <laughs> well then, <laughs> okay. he's good. Um, oh, okay, so there are some things I, I am looking forward to. It just occurred to me. There are at least four titles that I'm I'm into. Uh, we know that Mad Men's on the way. It's often, what, April or something? Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to have to re-watch the first half of the last season in order to even remember what's going on. Same for Game of Thrones. Damn. Oh, I just finished the oh. books. So. Oh, jeez. Oh. I'm good. Well, you want to spoil everything for everybody? <laughs> right. Yes. Can no, you? I just need I, to catch can, up. Yeah. Like, could you if you wanted to? If I wanted he to, could. you could he all could. hate me. Oh, wow. <laughs> but no, but by the time it comes back, it's 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 like, oh, crap. The I got to revisit the 19 yeah, different so many people you know, plot show. lines to, and the well, 100 why, like, people. As I was reading, I had to keep reading. I could not stop because if I took a break... I was gonna have to start Done. over. Yeah, <laughs> haven't they killed off enough people that it's getting a little more manageable now? It is. Well, it here's is. the thing that happens, and I and I think this is slowly happening in the TV show, but in the books it's even more so. Where I just stopped caring when you introduce somebody <laughs> right, new. Right, right. You're like, oh, like, you're dead. Just gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> anybody, I, I'm not anybody that I'm building, yeah, them. anybody I'm building an affection for, I'm like, no, no, don't get attached. Yeah. Don't yeah. get attached. Don't get attached. It's a Star Trek guy in a red shirt. You're totally, right. they yeah. all are. But everybody has a red shirt. Everybody's wearing a red shirt. It's any woman the Cartwright dates on the Bonanza to the back of the fifties. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> yes. Um, I, there I was also say, when yeah. I saw Kirk Imitation was wearing Game, a red which, shirt. Was, which I loved, Imitation great. Game. Yes. Uh, I couldn't help but watch it and be like, "There's Tywin." Why is Tywin yelling at somebody else who's not Peter Dinklage? I don't understand. <laughs> Who plays Tywin? Which one is the guy? He's the he's the older. He's the father. He's Tywin yeah. Lannister. Oh, oh, the dad. Charles Dance. Yeah, Charles Dance. Oh yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, also, what else is coming back? Um, the Americans. Anybody watching The Americans? No. The Americans but, is really good. Okay, I'm so sorry. I don't. It's, I'm not getting paid by Amazon. But the one thing that they have that's any good is um, is a Ridley Scott produced uh, thing called The Man in the High Castle. I guess it's based on a Philip K. Dick book, and it's the premise is what if the Nazis had won the war? Well, I wouldn't be here. And so the West Coast is controlled by Japan and the East Coast is controlled by Germany. And it's, you know, they're all sort of police state, sort of 1984-esque. Wow. Really interesting. So, mm. like, they do have one show that that I think everybody should vote for because um, that's the one I oh, want to okay. get made. That's, that's part of the pilot thing. Yeah. The, okay. Yeah. But so that's just What's to the tie again? in. What's the... the Man in the High Castle. All right. All right. 
Uh, what was I just saying? The Americans? But you were talking yeah, about the Americans. Uh, yes. You were talking about Russian Cold War. Yeah, yeah, it's coming back. Um, <laughs> Orphan Black, I'm waiting for patiently to come back. Never got into it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And it's not American, so you can like it. I know. And it's on BBC America, even I though know. they made it to Canada. Everyone I know. I know. So mad that she wasn't nominated for anything. Uh, well, I it, like Twitter she's exploded. Pretty good. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Because she's she, like six characters. Yeah. yeah. Six, seven. And they keep very distinct more. characters. And and she is phenomenal at I it. I watched the first like four episodes and I loved what I saw, but then it just kind of fell off and Yeah, I watched two and was like, eh. It's really good. It it mm. really does. It it gets gets weirder and weirder and cooler and I'm I'm digging it. And what is the Mad Men? Something else. Something else is coming back. A TV show. I have zero memory tonight. <laughs> I am. I am totally. Is lost. it on the TVs? It's on the TV. Is waiting, it on the are networks? Are you waiting for the final season of Two and a Half Men? <laughs> There's only four episodes left. Oh my god. Ooh. Oh. I think it's are they bringing over. back Charlie? I don't know. They would have to, right? I, they, they've made a big deal about how they wouldn't. Is it now two old guys and a man? <laughs> well, the, well, the kid's long gone, right? Yeah, he freaked out. And that half a man? Zealot, so he's The gone. actor? or oh? the, the, the actor. actor. Yes. Oh. Yeah, but they Whoops. basically just wrote him out. and uh, yeah. So just two now men. they got a daughter, right? <laughs> We're actually just Didn't two men. Show up or yeah, something? there's a girl in there somewhere. I don't know. I haven't watched that in so long. You know, that's one of those shows like NCIS... That I've never met one person who actually No, I know and somebody somehow. who watches NCIS. Do you? Really? Yeah. Oh, NCIS, Older but not two and a half men. Uh, Older gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. But no, the CSIs. And he would the, marathon them. The, the yeah. multiple CSIs. They're the new Matlock. The NCIS, yes. the law, uh, the, uh, the, the, the existing law and law order. orders that are still there, and a two and a half men like that. I, I, I You're right. I don't know who's watching those shows. I think my sister's family my younger sister's family was really really into csi in, at its height when when there were you the know, first year there were like nine versions on <laughs> right. at the same time oh and then i think they even got kind of just their fill of it and then they burn moved out on. yeah just burn out of it i yeah, tv's gonna be weird <laughs> it is gonna, hbo is going rogue soon yeah. right and like the like An, ooh, sorry see? kid Hobby, what's, what's up another uh, <laughs> another show that just came back, we're two weeks into it coming back, another animated show, Archer. Oh, so good. Oh, I love I Archer. I wish I had been watching that because everybody loves it and oh, I've never seen back. it. Yeah, yeah I haven't it's seen it. So it's I... on Netflix. You can find it. Uh, did you see the, uh, oh, well, she's gone. <laughs> oh, did I see what? Do we have to take Did you see him on Conan? No, I don't know. I was just they gonna... did a thing uh, two nights ago where Conan was supposed to interview Archer. Uh-huh. And... Uh, and he calls, and Conan has to leave the set and go downstairs. And as soon as he leaves the set, it becomes animated. Oh, wow. oh in the style nice. of Archer. And they've got Fantastic. H. John Benjamin as the voice, and they have this whole Because they couldn't bring him minute... on, because he doesn't look a thing like Archer. Right. They have this whole <laughs> five-minute routine of them. Oh, really? Going, it's, it's fantastic. It's oh, that's great. awesome. Little nods that if you don't watch the show, you're not going to get. But that's <laughs> why I'm so glad they did it. It was yeah. like... I loved it. That was fantastic. That they, I will they YouTube made that, that as well. Yeah. Well, Brad, are yeah. you a big animation guy? Is that like uh, your absolutely. thing? I want to get into voiceover. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. And but yeah, I've I've loved cartoons my whole life. I still, that's my favorite thing. Yeah. So you're, a be <laughs> you're a bebop fan. Yeah. I I go to uh, there's a guy named Rob Paulson who's got a po podcast. Oh, sure. You know him. You may not realize teenage, it. But he was yeah, a you do know him. Turtle he and is a teenage. Yeah. He's, he's been two. Yakko, right? Yeah. Yes. He was the original Raphael. He's the new Donatello. He was Yakko, Pinky, Doctor Scratch, and yeah. Smith from Animaniacs. Okay, that's yeah. all right. He now was I know. Uh, he was Snowjob in the original GI Joe. He was I think he was a Smurf. He's been in <laughs> everything, and he's he's like Mr. Hollywood. Like he's got he's stories for everybody, guy? and he's the nicest guy. Like yeah. He stays and talks to all his fans after the podcast, signs stuff, takes pictures with everybody. He's so cool, and just like everyone I have met in the voiceover world, the voiceover community is so nice and giving because they don't have that that same competition that on on camera. Yeah, they don't have, have the same face recognition. They do have a lot That's... of competition, but they're happy for each other. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they really are. Got. Well, we've got a really That's good friend, how... James Arnold Taylor, who's done oh, yeah, a ton of voices. Of, Maurice LaMarche, we've met. Maurice uh, is my absolute favorite. Who, again, and they're just, they're the coolest people. I mean, yeah. they really are. That is a that is a great world. To get, it's a really tough world to get into. But yes. so. I got to meet, yeah, it's difficult. I got to meet June Foray. 
Oh, Rocky, Rocky. the Squirrel. <laughs> and Natasha. And yes. Grandma yes. from uh, the Looney Tunes. Yeah, Granny. Granny. And, and uh, Witch Hazel. Yeah, from Witch Hazel. Oh, my yeah. God, that's right. So many. Is she still she with was, us? Oh, she was the yep. doll in, yeah, oh, yeah, she's 96 or 97. She just won her first Emmy a couple of years ago. Yes. True. She was the, oh, wow. the creepy doll in the Twilight Zone. Oh. I can't remember the name of the doll, but that's her. I remember that. Was, that. Sorry. I was just laughing at you, yeah. That's a scary episode. <laughs> oh. yeah. Ooh. Um, she's been on that, that podcast, and she's, like, she's still so sharp. Like, when I talk to her, like, I got to like I got to, she's she can fit in your pocket. She's tiny. <laughs> um, but I went up to to just get a picture with her, and she had just won a lifetime achievement award. And I said something. I was like, "Oh, congratulations on the award!" And she sounds like Rocky when she talks. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And she just goes, "Oh, I've got so many awards!" And <laughs> just like rolled her eyes. <laughs> she was so cool. Um, but yeah, so the, the voiceover community is just is so so nice and friendly. Yeah, it's, it's I, that's one thing actually. That's that the kind of the saturation of product right now. It seems like there's so much stuff to watch, but the animation seems to be getting better. Kids' animation. I mean, I know we had. Well, they we had DreamWorks just like cut their did they studio down. Like I don't know if they're getting rid of it or they just like cut down half the workers. It's. Well, again, it may be it that oversaturation big... point. I don't, I don't know how kids are going to consume TV, and I mean, I just can't figure out where things are going to go. It's all going to be on demand. It's certainly not going to be, um, you know. T- I had uh, there's a podcast up right now with uh, Joe Cipriano, a voiceover guy who's uh, been around forever. Um, and he, even he says, I don't know why they still even have me say um, 8, 7 central. I mean, who's <laughs> who's tuning in at those times anymore anyway, unless it's uh, – do you and Cindy, Rob, sit down and watch American Idol as it's happening because you want to kind of – even though it's already been taped for the East Coast, do you watch that on the night that it's happening, or do you tape it and watch it later? Uh, no. Because we, you don't want to – you know, hear about it later, right? No, that has nothing to do with it. Oh. We, we will watch it as it as it's happening. I don't. I'm not into it as much as the wife is, but but we we normally watch it while it's on. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the second night we don't watch it. Uh, I think sometimes it's on two nights a week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so it's like the competition shows, sports, and like special event programming like that, and that's about the only much thing. It. People... Well, I mean, sometimes I don't watch Brooklyn Nine Nine till three days after it's aired. Right, right. Sometimes we don't watch The Flash for three or four days after it's aired. Well, that, that's why the the type of programming has started to go towards that lost style of set up a cliffhanger because they're trying to make you not want to get it yeah. spoiled. The connectivity. Well, the binge watching too is also kind of things have to connect now, but mm-hmm. to make you want to kind of go on to the next thing. There's an over. I mean, I just went through a whole pitch uh, with a production company over the past year, and things have changed dramatically even from the year before or a couple of years before where now it is we want to see a whole arc we want to see a story that connects from episode one to episode whatever what that's crazy well it's just but it didn't used to be that way it used to be each episode needs to be self-contained and uh, you know if they're a connective tissue between them that's fine or whatever um but now it's i mean all bets are off nobody it's the classic william goldman thing when he wrote about adventures in the screen trade or whatever that book was called it's more than ever now it's it's absolutely true nobody knows anything because nobody really knows what the next trend is going to be or how we're going to consume it or when we're going to consume it um but i think to be fair if i may interrupt yeah that's always been the good shows are the, you know, even even like uh, I just binge watched five seasons of The Good Wife, you know, and they're yeah. all it's a very network show. It's very self-contained. But what makes it good is that there's a whole arc to each season right. and, you know, is the connecting stories. And that's sort of always been the case is that good TV, the good, the really good shows were the ones where you got invested in the big storyline, not. I, yeah, the I think so. I think crime I think, is finished at the end of the show. The, all the good shit because most comedies aren't built that way. And and but most shows that Friends stand certainly that, was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well. Yeah, okay. just the longest running show of Alta. Well, whatever, uh, yeah, whatever it was. The, the sitcoms have the love interest. It's always the, the will they or won't they kind yeah. of thing, and that's. But that, yeah, that's that's. But but it relies less on that than it does just from week to week. I mean, if you were to watch 
an episode, if you were to watch a season of Friends out of order, I don't think you'd have trouble <laughs> keeping up with the thread. No, of well, morning. no, of course well, not. Thin, but the point there, there, there's thin uh, Matthew Perry, then there's fat Matthew yeah. Perry, and then right. there's thin Matthew Perry. So That's you true. could go out of order. And in the monkey episodes would kind of come out of nowhere, and you go, "Where'd the freaking monkey?" But come the from? reason people Ross's kept coming back to it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you kept coming back to it. You know, oh, that right. episode wasn't funny last week, but who cares? Because I want to know what. Happens, see? He yeah. agrees with me. He wants to know what happens with Rachel and Ross I, or I don't know Monica and Chandler. I don't know or if that's why people Paul kept Rudd coming and, back to it. But, okay. Um, well, uh, the door is open. Right. For yes. Oh, oh, trash can. Yes. Oh, trash can. Yes. You know, I think it's a good time to wrap up. That's probably an excellent time. <laughs> Thanks, Hob, for telling okay. us about you the don't time. Need to empty it. That's fine. I don't think there's anything in there. Oh, yeah. The All other right. thing is, Larry, exactly. is that there was a time before DVRs and things like that. Now, here's the old man talking where. It Before was, the what? It, it was an event to see, you know, all in the family, and the next day everybody's talking about it, or or moonlighting, and the right. next day everybody's talking about it. These days, is is anybody really? Did did you see Mom on CBS last night? <laughs> I, I mean, does anybody really just have to watch Mom and then the night? If you really want to talk airing? and find out somebody's opinion, you just go to their blog. They're all yes, the same. Yeah. it's uh, your, their blog exactly. They're gonna tweet about it. Or the their, their, their blog cast. I, is I that remember, what this is? Uh, uh, no. Oh, okay. Hmm. I remember when TiVo <laughs> came out, and I, I was I late to the party. Uh, but my brother and and a bunch of our friends, and I couldn't. They had it. I couldn't talk to them about TV because either they had watched it and I hadn't seen it and had to wait to try and find it somewhere, or I had watched it when it aired live, and they're like, oh, I'm going to watch it in a couple of days. And I couldn't <laughs> talk to anybody about anything. <laughs> Don't tell me the score. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, the, the, the best thing about the way things are going is that TV has definitely gotten better. I mean, the, the, the stories being told, I feel like one of the reasons that movies are just sucking right now for the most part is that they can't tell the stories that they used to be able to tell because you either have to have a big giant tentpole movie that that will reap in millions, or it's this kind of tiny little thing that they're just kind of sweeping out of the way. There still seems to be a ton of content. There are four or five movies opening wide every week, and they do come and go. But by far, the best, most interesting, most gratifying work is being done on Netflix and on Amazon and on the BBC. And you, you see that with what HBO. the actors are going for now. Right. Well, like, ten years ago, Kevin Spacey wouldn't be doing a No. no. A, an show. internet ten or years McCon- ago. Or, an internet show? Are you effing or kidding? Or McConaughey doing ten episodes of, of True, True Detective. Detective. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, they're, they're getting... They're getting good casting, and people are gravitating to that. We'll start to see bad ones. We'll start to, you know. <laughs> I just wonder if there's going to be a switch now, because before it was like TV was the the place for a new actor the to B, kind of make their yeah, name. Yeah, absolutely. Then, and then work their way up to being in a movie. Um, and now it's going to, is it going to be the other way around? Is it going to be like you're going to be in a movie and hope that somehow spawns a TV series off of it, which, you know, most studios want? Sure. Look at Jessica Lang. Look at uh, Kathy Bates right. and American Horror, whatever that show is. But, uh, yeah. I mean, Oscar everybody. winners. And... Yeah. It's really, really tough to get a movie going and get it made well, and then be able to do it the way you want to do it. The other thing is with the technology of the TVs now, you can be more cinematic in a TV mm-hmm. show. You know, it's it's gonna be picked up on better with yeah. the high def and everything. Look, I mean, David Fincher, one of my favorite directors, and he always usually has the same cinematographer, a Cronin, with Jeff Cronin, with um, been working with him since Fight Club, and he has a very distinctive, very cinematic look, and that was immediately apparent in House of Cards. Immediately, it looked like a movie. Mm-hmm. From from the shot one, and they have stayed consistent ever since then. So yeah, that that's another reason why the TV can be very satisfying because you are getting kind of that full rich experience. They're taking the time to light a set appropriately. And you're not spending thirteen dollars to go see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, you get the remake of The Odd Couple with Matthew Perry and Thomas Lennon. Oh, I don't really? know if you saw yep. the promo yeah. for really? that, but holy fucking Christ, it the, looks bad. The very unfunny. Now those are. I I will watch Matthew Perry and stuff. Yeah, I think he can be really good. Yep. Thomas Lennon is hilarious, mm-hmm. and that whole troop from the state is great. The Odd Couple—that's rich material. How could they possibly have the worst promos <laughs> I have ever seen on network television with that? You saw it, right? Yes, you saw it. It's Matthew Perry. He's unshaven. He's in a bathrobe, and Thomas Lennon is in the, the seven-piece suit, and he's he's actually talking like this, like Felix Unger and <sighs> like Tony Randall and. 
It's, oh, I don't even understand it's a, why. It's just dangerous ground anyway to, to do the remake. Of a remake, of a remake. Yeah. Remember in the 70s, they did a African-American version on, of The Odd Couple on ABC? Yeah. They did? With yeah. Ron Glass from Barney Miller. Yes. They did? Yes, yes. they did. Yes. But why are they doing this now? <laughs> it's 60 the years 80s. old. Why? Yeah, I'm <laughs> this, this property is 50 years old. I was thinking why? Matthau and Lennon. Why don't they yeah. do the Mary Tyler Lemon. Moore show? <laughs> But, but, you know, it's just not Mary Tyler Moore. They they bring in somebody else, but they call it the Mary Tyler Moore show. Why not? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, Lindsay Lohan stars in the Mary Tyler Moore show. There we go. That could work. Lindsay Lohan, that's who Tarantino's going to bring back. Ooh. Ooh. Case closed. I'll be here if you need me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I think that's a way to wrap things up. I also think that's him, Rob saying that he's not leaving. He's just going <laughs> to sleep here. <laughs> well, that might happen soon enough. Well, Rob, where can people <laughs> find you? Uh, well, I do have a Twitter thing. It's called at Iceman Tweeteth. And I'm going to be uh, recording a better version of this flat ball song and putting it up there very soon. Good. Excellent. Uh, Bradley, thank you for coming for the first time. Where My can pleasure. people look for you, find you? Uh, I've got an improv team, uh, Indian improv team called Goats. Uh, we have a show at the Miles Stroth uh, workshop next Wednesday at 845. Excellent. All right. Um, I'm going to be there for that, if awesome. you if you please remind me. No problem. Gabrielle, the Gabster Thomas. You can find me at Bunny Rotor uh, on Twitter. And uh, that's B-U-N-N-Y-R-O-A-D-E-R. Excellent. Javi? Javi? Ready, buddy? Wait. All right, nothing. No. Uh, hey. Can you bark? Do you get a monkey? Uh, look for nope. us on we Twitter at the Snark Monkey. We have some uh, excellent podcasts on the way. We have, as I mentioned, Joe Cipriano, the voice guy who's done every promo on every television network ever. Amazing. And some great stories. Uh, we've also got comedian Eric Schwartz, uh, who is, as we speak, in India at the Pajama Festival. <laughs> and he actually showed me during his podcast the five or six inoculations he had had that day oh. and the story around how he uh, the doctor said well you came to me a little late but i think we can get you set up with about 40 to 50 percent of what you should have got <laughs> so he's definitely afraid of eating or drinking or breathing anything while he's there um and who else do we have uh sam rubin Oh, wow. The entertainment reporter wow. from KTLA is, is forthcoming, and uh, Paul Feig keeps promising he'll be here. Uh, we shall see. But thank you for uh, joining us, and uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, keep an eye on our feed and get a monkey. Get a monkey! Get a monkey. Get a monkey! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.